Hello everyone, this is Joe Hendry here and this is part 5 of the How to Become a Pro Wrestler series. Um, today we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. We're going to be talking about something, you know, we've been doing a lot of the, the physical stuff, but today we are going to be talking about the mental aspects of what it takes um, to be a professional wrestler um, from afar. You know, you always hear stories about, you know, it's one of the hardest jobs and stuff like that. Um, but also from afar, you might look at it and some people think, um, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions. Like some people think like, oh, well, the matches are only 10, 15, 20 minutes long, things like that. But the truth is, it's, you know, I've heard people say that really it's not the, uh, you do the matches for free, it's all the other stuff that you get paid to do, that sort of thing. Um, and that is certainly true. There's a lot of uh, extra work that goes into being a pro wrestler, you know, such as the travel, you've got your uh, your training to become a wrestler, you've got the gym, you've got the nutrition, you've got your social media, you've got, you know, just so many things go into doing this job. And I think, you know, as I said, one of the main reasons that I've been doing this series is because I wanted to give people an insight into what it's like. And, you know, obviously, you've got a great resource for me was obviously like, you know, Chris Jericho's first book that kind of details his road um, to uh, his journey on, on traveling around and stuff like that. But obviously, Chris Jericho is a multiple-time world champion, first undisputed champion. So I thought me tell my story might be like a, a kind of stopgap, if you will, um, you know, obviously, because I am uh, certainly a lot further, a lot uh, further back in terms of my career where I want to be. So maybe if you look at my career, it might seem a bit more sort of attainable at this moment. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my goal is to be the world champion. And, you know, if you don't have that goal, then, you know, um, it's pretty difficult to break through nowadays, in my opinion. And um, so I do believe that I will, you know, and, and hope and will work towards getting there, but I think now might be a good time to document it so you guys can see what it's like at this stage in the game. You know, I am not signed to a major organization, completely independent. There's a lot of misconceptions about myself, you know, whether I've been signed and stuff like that, and the truth of the matter is that I've never actually been exclusively signed with an organization. Um, I The only organization that I've ever actually signed with um is ws wrestling but it's it does not it was to do the job you know it, it didn't prevent me from going anywhere else really so uh you know i actually i i was not signed to impact wrestling um i was you know working for impact wrestling i may work for impact wrestling in the future i hope so you know it was one of the most fun times of my career and um you know working with Grado and uh going over there, it was some of the most fun that I had, but <coughs> long story short, the point is, I'm here in this midpoint where I've kind of built up this brand, um, and I'm actually a full-time professional wrestler, and I, it kind of took a moment, I needed a moment to take a step back and go, you know, yeah, sure, I'm not the world champion yet, but I am actually doing my dream job and supporting myself, and, you know, I've got great people around me, and, you know, that's a pretty fortunate place to be in. So I thought if I can create a series that allows people to give them some steps about how you can even get to that point, then that could be useful for people, even if it's professional, even if it's not professional wrestling, you can take a lot of these principles. But 
Today, what I'm going to talk about, like I say, is the mental aspects of getting into professional wrestling. People don't really know what they're getting themselves into because when you get into professional wrestling, there is the version that you've seen of the professional wrestling business, which is the outside version, which is the fan's perspective, which is the data that the industry presents to you. Whereas it's a slightly different perspective when you're actually in the industry and you start to learn about, um, you know, the type of individuals, good and bad, that tend to gravitate towards professional wrestling. Um, at the end of the day, if you think about it, all wrestlers, myself included, seem to have, must have some unhealthy need for attention and stuff like that. It's kind of possibly where it comes from. Some people just absolutely love it, but I think you have to be a little bit nuts to get into professional wrestling. So just kind of, when you get into wrestling, know that you're not necessarily dealing with the most, uh, sensible people at times, you know, because at the end of the day, hey, if I was sensible, I would have taken the, the first job that I got offered out of uni and gone down to London and gone down the financial route and my life would have taken a completely different path, but I've never been one to do the sensible thing, you know, uh, you have to be a bit of a risk taker to get into that business and that's a great thing because the friends that you make along the way are just total characters, you know, in the best possible way. But on the flip side of that, you will be exposed to some of the worst people that you could ever imagine encountering. And what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to cut through all the BS and I'm going to tell you what I wish someone had told me when they were getting into professional wrestling. Uh, because if I had known some of this stuff going in, um, it would have made things a little bit easier for me. Um, for example, I'll tell you this. If you get into professional wrestling, like I did, I went in with, I was a, a, I was on a mission, you know, I wanted to go, I wanted to ascend as quickly as possible, and you know, I really achieved that goal, 2013 was an amazing year for me, I started wrestling in 2013, and by the end of that year, I'd had a WWE tryout, I was in ICW, um, and you know, I was working for multiple promotions, and you know, that's, that's a pretty good haul, for your first year of professional wrestling, but the truth is, not everybody's going to like that, because there are some people who have been doing it 10, 15 years, who in a lot of ways were more talented and obviously much more experienced than me, but I feel like I found a, a gap in the in the market, if you will, with my uh, Joe Hendry Makes Things Better song, which is kind of what got me booked, you know, um, and that's one thing I've always learned, because I hated it and it pissed me off so much when there were people who were really horrible to me and held me back and really tried to sabotage me because they didn't want me achieving success this early. I've made sure that when people are on their way up and they're experiencing that same thing, I do try to take them aside, um, as Grado did for me, actually, and take them aside and go, listen, you know, this this will be short-term, this will be short-lived. Once you establish yourself, people will start to respect you. This this will not last forever, this uh this will pass. Um, when you get into professional wrestling, there's a saying, uh, we talked about this in the first episode, when you, when you get in, you kind of have to go in with this mentality of the ratio of you've got two years in one mouth, so respect that ratio. That's, again, we talked about that in the first episode, that's, I could have, uh, I could have done that a little better. Um, actually, now that I'm thinking, uh, <laughs> this may, in fact, be episode four. Uh, I've just called it episode five, so I'll need to sort that out. Apologies if you're listening to it on the podcast, it will be corrected. But live, it doesn't matter. You guys get the idea. It is, it is the, the next episode, so don't worry. Um, but yes, 
go in with the mentality of two years and one mouth. So just like listen to what you're being told. We've already spoken about, you know, finding yourself a reputable training school and stuff like that. But try not to be too vocal about like your opinions on professional wrestling as a whole and stuff like that. Try to keep your opinions and your thoughts, uh, if they're critical, like towards yourself. Like if you're a trainee, you know, it's going to sound pretty dumb if you start like slagging off uh, a match that was on the pay-per-view or whatever, you know what I mean? That's just probably not a good look for your first year. So just remember that. Um, and, you know, I was probably a bit yappy in uh, in my first year of professional wrestling. But, again, it comes with the territory. You know, I'm an over-the-top character in wrestling and in real life. And that just comes with experience. I guess you just kind of got to... Uh, you got to learn that one as you go, uh, and, I, and I certainly did. But um, like I say, when I got in, um, I remember going to the training school, and as we talked about in the first episode, you really have to approach your training with like this, uh, this art of war mentality, which is just with absolute ferocity. Like There's no point, we talked about it, going for a few weeks and then missing it for a few weeks and then going back in six weeks' time and blah, blah, blah. You're better off just nailing it. Even if it's for a shorter space of time, just nailing it for a consistent period of time and people are more likely to remember you. You're more likely to get good and you're more likely to get opportunities. You know, So do try and be consistent um, and relentless with your training. The first thing about the mental aspect of it is uh, what I notice is a lot of people get into professional wrestling and... They think it's going to be this, and it's not this at all. It's not like... I remember there's some uh, training sessions I've been through, people who just turn up, and it's kind of people just like almost like toy fighting and messing around and stuff like that. And it's kind of like training, actually, if you're in a good school, is more likely going to look like sort of military-style drills, to be honest with you, because it's that repetition and that discipline that's actually going to help you. You know, if you turn up in your first lesson and you're practicing tombstone pile drivers off the top rope, then you probably want to reevaluate where you're going. You know, the you, you want to be starting with the absolute basics. This is not about... And don't get me wrong, see, even doing these drills... <coughs> They're difficult and they're designed to be difficult because they, they prepare you for getting through a match. Because when you have like your first match, and we'll do an episode on having your first match, like you're going to be nervous to the point that your gas tank is going to be so much lower compared to if you did that same match with no audience. You know, for some reason, those nerves just really drain your energy. So having these drills behind you really helps you to get through that. But what I would say when you approach professional wrestling is don't expect it to be like, oh my God, this is super fun. Like it is fun, especially if you're really passionate about wrestling. Like me, I loved it. I loved being in ring and all that stuff. But a lot of people get into it with ideas of that it's going to be fun and then they take their first bump and they're like oh dear lord this is not what i thought it was going to be i often find um i don't know if you guys ever noticed this but um if you go into something with super high expectations that it's going to be amazing i'll give you an example i watched this uh that film hereditary with expectations that it was going to be the next exorcist and it didn't live up to that so i went away from it with a negative impression of it Whereas there are other times when I go in with absolute zero expectations because someone tells me that it's not very good, but then I watch it and I'm pleasantly surprised by it. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but then you come away with a positive experience from it. It's the same thing about when you talk about walking on on uh, 
you know, uh, hot coals. They say if you expect, you know, if you just ex- prepare yourself for the worst pain possible, when it's not actually that, it's like, oh, that's not too bad. And I kind of would urge you to go into training with that methodology, which is just expect it to be the most difficult thing that you've ever done or ever will do in your entire life. Expect that it won't be fun. And you know what? You will find yourself having fun if you go in with that mentality because you'll enjoy pushing yourself. You'll enjoy seeing you and your colleagues develop. You'll you'll build as like this little family in your training school. And that's certainly something that I felt because you're getting through the hard times together. And again, I've never been in the military, but I do, I know people that have been in the military and I've spoken to them. And when they talk about the camaraderie that they have, is getting through these tough times together and that's kind of what professional wrestling training was like to me it is a bit as i imagine some sort obviously not not it's not the same deal but it's certainly some of the same elements as like military style training when people talk about the camaraderie and things like that i think i definitely feel something in common when i, I hear people talk about that so that's the first thing is that don't go into professional wrestling thinking it's going to be fun in games The other thing I would say as well is professional wrestling for me, it's just, I I mean, I'm not a great person to speak to if you're thinking about doing this as a hobby. I don't discourage you to do this as a hobby, but I can't really give you advice from that perspective because it was never that for me. When I got into pro wrestling, I got into it with the, the mindset that I wanted to be a professional wrestler. So in turn, as I said before, if you want to be a champion, you have to have a champion work ethic. And, you know, so you can't go in with these grand expectations if you're only expecting to do this as a hobby. The best way to approach professional wrestling is to make it a lifestyle. Um, And I'll give you an example. Again, with the mental aspect of things, I was really struggling with training and plateauing with training, which basically means I I felt like I was going nowhere with it. I did not enjoy it. I hated every session at the gym. But now what I've done is I've accepted that it is a part of my lifestyle. You know, I have to learn to love this thing that I hate. So what I now do is I try to focus on my weaknesses. And I've spoken to you guys about it in the first episode at great length, so we won't go there again. Uh, But basically, just to recap, I've been, you know, watching like this Arnold Schwarzenegger bodybuilding series where he breaks down the basics of bodybuilding. And it's actually made me start to enjoy the bodybuilding aspect of it. And so I think what you need to do is you really need to look at professional wrestling and imagine like anything else, imagine like you're going to university, you know, and you've got to go, oh, you've got these lectures to go to on Monday and you've got this tutorial to go to later that day. And then the day after that, you've got to go to four lectures and the day after that, and then you've got this whole plan. I think you need to look at professional wrestling like that. You've got your in-ring training. um, You've got to work on your promos. You've got to go to the gym. You've got to be focused on your diet and um, the best way to approach professional wrestling is for it to become just an absolute lifestyle it shouldn't feel like oh i'm now going to do pro wrestling and then i'm going to have a break it's like it just it kind of becomes your life and what you'll find is either you will love it so much that you will get through the tough times your passion will push you through the tough times or the or you will quit at the tough times because you don't really you're not really that passionate about it. And to be honest with you, that's kind of what happened to me with amateur wrestling because I actually never really 
had ambitions to be an amateur wrestler. I just saw an opportunity to become, you know, a British champion and go to the Commonwealth Games and I really wanted to represent my country. And I was kind of struggling with what to do after it because I just, I had to accept, you know, when I was talking about it on the podcast the other day, I'm not on uh, the, like, Team GB anymore. And it's like, well, did you ever really want to be on Team GB? Because by being on Team GB, you're doing it at the expense of you know, focusing on your pro wrestling career. And then when I really thought about it, I'm like, well, well no, I, I want to be a pro wrestler. You shouldn't necessarily just continue doing things because you can. I started amateur wrestling and I went followed it through because I thought, for the pure reason, that I thought it would boost my professional wrestling. That's the only reason. It did come in handy in one other way, though. And this is something that people probably won't talk to you about before getting into professional wrestling. Here's something when I talk about the mental side, and this is going to be about mental preparation for training, but it's also going to be about mental health, which, you know, let's be honest. Uh, I have to be honest with you. I don't know if I've met a wrestler that doesn't suffer from some sort of mental trouble or mental anxiety. I don't want to speak for anybody, but, you know, I can speak for myself and say I certainly find that to be the case. Um, and there are ways to minimize that and to, to manage that. But just know that that's going on. And if you, if you suffer from depression or anxiety or even traits of the above, or maybe you, you don't know that you do. Like for me, I didn't really know I did until I got into professional wrestling, which pushed some of these issues to the forefront. But basically, if you have certain thoughts about, you know, if you, sorry, if you have signs of, of any of these mental difficulties and things, just really know what you're getting yourself into because this business will amplify any feelings like that that are going on within you. So you need to make sure that you have a really strong support network um, and also that you are keeping yourself in check and looking after yourself and making sure that that you look after yourself in every aspect, both physically and mentally. So before you just dive into professional wrestling, that's something that you maybe want to think about because unfortunately in the business, there will be a lot of people who, and this is, you know, we've seen it before. Unfortunately, professional wrestling does attract some terrible people who will take advantage of others that they perceive to be weaker than them. Now, nobody's perfect. We've all made mistakes in our life, but we are aware that there are some really terrible people in professional wrestling and entertainment, and you need to be really careful about navigating your way through the industry without getting caught up with these people because, and they're, they are all over the place. They are in every wrestling company, but it's like any job, you know, it's just kind of amplified in pro wrestling. If you do, like, if, if you kind of have a, a day job at the moment, you will have people there that you get on with, people you don't get on with, people that you feel are, you know, Machiavelli and or take advantage of others and things like that. But in pro wrestling, everyone is afraid of their spot. Unless you're in the mentality of, this is my viewpoint, I found this out the hard way. You have to always be looking up. You cannot think to yourself, oh, I like the spot I'm in right now. I'm just going to hold this spot and that'll be great. That's not going to happen because the standard is always getting higher. So the only way to even maintain your spot is to aim higher. So it's a shoot for the stars and land on the moon situation. If you don't have that viewpoint, you will be left behind. And that's something that I've kind of found myself in recently because I got to be honest with you, like I've not, because I was kind of 
you know, pulled in different directions with the amateur wrestling. I found myself going, you know, am I really putting as much into my pro wrestling as I want to? So this year for me is all about just a hot, putting 100% into professional wrestling. And you know what? My gut instinct tells me that it's the right thing. And my uncle gave me an advice, uh, gave me a bit of advice, which was as simple as this. It sounds easy, but just always do the right thing. Now, sometimes the right thing can be doing what's right for you. Sometimes the right thing can be saying no for someone that's being overbearing. Sometimes the right thing to do is to stick up for somebody else. Sometimes the right thing to do is to shut your mouth because it's not your place to say it. You know what I mean? It depends on the situation. But the advice that was given to me, some of the best advice I ever had was always do the right thing. And in this business, I think that's if you can walk out of there with success and your principles, then you've really done something right. And like I said, nobody is perfect, but if you can aim for that, you know, then that's a that's definitely something to be proud of. The way I think about it is, I always think, what kind of person does my mum and dad and stepdad and family? Well, what kind of what kind of person? does you know my girlfriend want me to be who does my dog think I am you know that sort of thing I, I had a difficulty because I felt like there was all this pressure on me because some people you know like I've um as you some of you guys know like I've, I've worked with uh, some kids that have health, health issues and stuff like that and they look up to you so much and I'm thinking man like you know am I living up to this person that they think I am and like I say nobody's perfect but you got to do your best to try and accept the fact that if you are, if you reach any point of success in this business, you are a role model for somebody. So just always try and keep that in mind. And look, I'm not, I'm not preaching. I'm just saying that's through experience. I've come to use that to kind of check myself, you know? Um, so that's always useful for me. Um, but Gut instinct, again, a word that I said there, well, a phrase I said there is something I really want to uh, come back to because what I've found in life is your gut is always right, you know? You have situations and you can ask all the advice in the world. You can do all the research you want online, but at the end of the day, your gut instinct, when is it ever wrong? Your gut instinct, you know, you know they talk you got, about you got five senses. You don't. You've got this sixth sense. You got this like spidey sense, you know. You got this. You got this sixth sense of just knowing what is what is is right and and what what is the right thing for you to do. And I don't just this time mean like right in terms of morally. I mean like it could be business or you know just your gut instinct will say no, that's not the right thing to do. And there will be times in your career. And to be honest with you, I'll give you one. But um, without going into too much details, business wise. I was offered a, a huge business opportunity some time ago um, that some people would say that I was insane to turn down. But for me, I knew looking at all the parameters and going, what are my strengths and how would they be applied in this situation? What are my weaknesses? Will they be exposed in this situation? I knew it wasn't the time. You know what I mean? I knew that I wasn't ready for this opportunity. And I have never, even though it was like, there's a moment of, <laughs> I never regretted that because my gut instinct told me that that was the right thing to do, you know? And 
I'm proud of myself for doing that. And you'll be proud of, proud of your, yourself for doing things in your life. Um, but don't worry, sometimes you make the wrong decisions. When you're in this business, you, you do make the wrong decisions sometimes. Business decisions are hard because if you've never run a business before, you know, even if you have, you'll encounter, this is a very different industry. You'll, this is a, this industry is based on relationships, you know, it's kind of, you, you will learn as you go, but there's kind of the mental aspects of how you approach your training and stuff like that, but also you, you got to now, you got to play the game. This industry is all about playing the game. I'll give you an example, like, you know, people talk about, oh, this person politics and that person politics and all that. I think it was Hulk Hogan that said, you know, if you want to be successful in this business, you better be a goddamn master politician. And that's, you know, see if you can accept that, then that is just getting over that hurdle is, that, that was a big thing for me, for example. You know, like, so to be honest with you, for me, like I've never been an ass kisser. Like if I'm not friends with somebody, I'm not going to be friends with somebody. Like I've got, I've had trainers in the past that I respect with every fiber of my being, but I have nothing in common with them. So just for, for me, like, so socially, I'm not necessarily going to socialize with them, but I'm going to give them every bit of respect in that ring. I'm going to be there on time. I'm going to show up every session. I'm going to try and work harder than everybody else. Is that being a politician? You know? It probably is, to be honest with you. So it's kind of like you got to realize that with every movement that you make, if you, like for me, I don't think I've ever bailed on a booking, ever, in the time that I've been a professional wrestler. The only time that I've not done a show that was scheduled to be on is when I have gone to a promoter, basically months in advance, and said, uh, look, I have... A huge opportunity. It was, one of them was with Impact. I had to basically, but I didn't pull out just pull out the show. I went to the promoter and says, "Look, can we reschedule my appearance because I've got this huge opportunity coming up? It would mean a lot if I can go and do this." Um, and we were able to work it out, and that was the right thing to do. That's not necessarily just being a politician, but some people will maybe see that that's the case. I'm just saying there's a way to go about your business, you know. When I said there's a lot of bad people in the industry, there's just as many good people in the industry. Like that was that example was Barry Wrestling, for example. They were able to shift something around for me. Um, you know, PWE have shifted uh, things around for me in the past, and Reckless Intent as well. Uh, but I've never just bailed on a booking. And like I say, for example, with uh, wrestling uh, for Reckless Intent, I actually ended up going back and doing them uh, a favor when they kind of needed someone um, later on, you know? So I'd always try and go back and kind of repay things and all that. So just, you got to kind of look after the people that look after you. Um, so like I say, I see people in this business just not, just missing bookings, just pulling out. The only other time I pulled out actually is when I had a very bad injury. You may remember it um, when I was in, uh, it was just before ICW and actually hit the bottom of a, uh, a swimming pool in Iceland, uh, and that was, you know, thankfully I got out of that without a serious injury, but I had to miss one match. But basically, my point is, folks, in my kind of five, six years of being a professional wrestler, I've that is in, within my ethical code. Is if you say that you're going to be somewhere, then you better be there, you know, and that's kind of part of the ethics. And um, whereas I see people just not respecting that. And I see people who are big names who just pull out shows all the time. 
because they think that they're untouchable, their spot's there. And these are the people, trust me, that because the standard's going up and up, eventually the promoter goes, ah, I can't rely on this person anymore. So be reliable. Try and be a good person. Try and be honorable about your business. If you agree to pay someone for someone, if you agree to do a show at a certain price, but your value goes up suddenly, but you've already agreed to do it for that price, you should probably do it for that price and then you can renegotiate the next time around. But you need to honor your commitments. So being honorable is a huge part of that as well. But earlier we talked about, um, you know, if you kind of had any depression and anxiety and stuff like that, what do you do if you approach uh, trading, if you have, you know, even if you have traits of this, because I think we all do to a certain extent, um, and it's especially prevalent in professional wrestling. The first thing you need to understand is that everybody does to a certain extent. Um, and I don't want mean to belittle anyone that does suffer from, you know, severe depression or severe anxiety and things like that. The point I'm making is that you need to understand that you, you can't always see beneath the surface. When you're in there in that training school and you think that you're having this inner battle, you never know. The person next to you might be having the exact same inner battle. Um, and a lot of people, you need to trust me on it, a lot of people uh, do in professional wrestling do feel damaged people. You know, it just seems to attract it in this business. So if that is something that you feel that you identify with, then what you need to think about is, are there things that I can do to minimize that? So for me, like I'm quite an anxious person. I like to know what's going on. So I've spoken to you guys about this before. I got to put my money where my mouth is. I said, I'm not happy where I am in professional wrestling right now. And that's not being ungrateful for where I've got to because I'm grateful to be doing what I'm doing. But I expect so much of myself. So one way that I can take away the anxiety is if I start absolutely beasting it in the gym, making sure to have better matches, getting better gear, doing the entrances again, consistent podcasting, building my audience, doing if I keep myself in check and I take care of all the things that I can control, then the anxiety starts to dissipate. Because for me, if you think about anxiety, if you cannot control something, then why should you bother being anxious about it? I know it seems really, really obvious. About, oh, why am I not getting this booking? And why am I not getting that? And uh, There are times where if you look, everybody's, you know, all, everybody, loads of people are getting signed at the moment, whether it's WWE or uh, whether it's Ring of Honor or AEW and stuff like that. And right now, um, I'm not signed to a major organization. And there would be a temptation for me to start reaching out and going, you know, and basically begging for a job if you will that's not that's an anxious position to be in that's not a position of strength surely i would be better off taking a step back and going instead of making you uncomfortable and begging you for a job or begging you for an opportunity maybe it's time for me to take a take a step back and to get in the best shape you've ever seen me in, to get to have better matches than I've ever had before, to be more entertaining than I've ever been, to be more professional than I've ever been, maybe it's time for me to go and raise my game to the point where you know where I am and then you'll come to me. So that takes my anxiety away. Because what you can do is if you can do all you can do, if you take care of all the things that you can control, then they, you're, trust me, your anxiety is going to come down. Because that's something I've really struggled with in the past. 
you've got to think about your resources as well. If you've got kids and you've got uh, you know family at home, you've got pets, you've got your job, you're, all, you're always away, you've got all these commitments, then you need to be realistic about actually how much you can give this professional wrestling uh, this professional wrestling dream. If you're in that situation, or even if you were in my situation, which is you didn't really have any responsibilities, so you could throw the dice on just throwing everything you had at this opportunity, that's where I was, or maybe you're somewhere in between. But if you're someone and you're not sure how to manage your time or resources to get to to really give everything you've got in professional wrestling but still meet all your other objectives, there's someone you need to check out and follow. And that person is called uh, Gary V. Okay, Gary Vaynerchuk. Watch his stuff on YouTube. Just go on his YouTube channel and just look at the most watched videos and then subscribe and watch it. He does a whole series about how to achieve great things even when you've got a day job, even when you've got a family, even when you've got all these things you need to take care of. There are ways that you can still be the utmost professional and give your dreams everything. There are ways to manage your time. But here's another thing. Remember when I told you at the start about like when people get into professional wrestling, they kind of think it's going to be fun in games? The biggest thing for me and the thing that's resulted in the most success for me in one word is sacrifice. Sacrifice. To me, sacrifice is forgoing all of those luxuries today, the non-essentials, so you can live your dream because people see living your dream as a non-essential. No, living your dream is essential because the worst thing that you can do is to go to your grave with regrets. That is, is essential as air and water and food that you do not do that. You need, to, you need to basically free yourself of these things that you think are necessities to make time for going for your dream. As I said in the first podcast, right? Even if you only go to one training session, you go and you're like, it wasn't for me. At least you tried. By doing that one training session, those four, in those four hours, you have just removed the biggest burden that any person can take to their grave, and that's regret. In four hours, you can do that. Excuse me, I'm just going to take a quick drink for the audio listeners. For the video viewers, you'll see. So, if you're struggling with your time and you're saying, Joe, it's easy for you, you don't have kids, you don't have all these responsibilities when you got into wrestling, watch this video series, because this guy did have all these things, but still managed to pursue his dream and is now doing his dream career. I'm looking at the comments right now, uh, and I'm going to start uh, taking questions. We've done the, the first part there, so if anyone does have questions, do fire them through. The first one is... Oh no, it was just a statement. That is a large bottle of water. It is a large bottle of water. I do need to keep my water intake up. Um, but yes, as we were talking about sacrifice, um, what you'll find is, again, when I said about pro wrestling, don't think about it as in like, oh, I'm doing pro wrestling now and now I'm having time off from it. You need to kind of engineer your life so that it's like it's a habit. So it's like, oh, we've just had a tile falling off the wall. Two seconds. Sorry, the uh, soundproofing can be a bit uh, temperamental in the room. Um, but basically, uh, 
Oh, I've just completely lost my train of thought. For God's sakes, chat, help me out here. Where the heck was I? Yes, sacrifice we were talking about. So you need to build it into your lifestyle. It needs to be a privilege to do these things. And trust me, see when it comes to your diet, your diet sucks at the start because you need to start getting rid of, you know, reducing your carbohydrates, completely eliminating sugar. You have to, you know, increase your water intake. You have to start eating more, you know, lean foods and, you, you know, less junk food and all that. And after a while though, trust me, it just happened to me today. Every now and then you got to have a cheat meal. Today I had my cheat, um, I had my my cheat meal right, and I feel like absolute garbage. And you learn that thing every time you have your cheat meal. Once once eating well becomes your lifestyle, and you've already made that sacrifice, you don't want to have the cheat meal, because when you have the cheat meal, you're basically taking two steps back on your dream to taste a meal, and you're like, well, no, I sacrifice. People say there's benefits in having a cheat meal and it keeps you on the course. So, you know, hey, I look at the people at the top. If The Rock does it, if it's good enough for The Rock, it's good enough for me. So I went to a World Buffet today and we just went nuts. Like I had to go and sleep for two hours after this. It was insane. Um, so good question. Tervoma says, what can you do when you live in a country without any pro wrestling schools? Very good question. Very, very good question. Um, again, it's, you know, as I talked about it in the, I think the first or second podcast, when I was doing music primarily, I should have just moved because there wasn't a huge music scene in Edinburgh, even though we were basically the biggest band in Edinburgh. There weren't any scouts there. There wasn't any music industry there. Nothing was going to happen. We should have just moved to like London or something like that. And we probably would have been much more successful. I know it sounds easy, but you got to find a way to move. Um, you need to go somewhere where there is a pro wrestling school. But there's things that you can do in the meantime. This is very important. In the meantime, the best thing that I would advise you to do before you start professional wrestling, if you have the ability to do so, is go and learn a physical martial art, even to a basic level. Because trust me, if someone thinks in their head that you could kick their ass 100 out of 100 times, that is going to limit their ability to mess with you. It may or may not be true. Wrestling is a weird business. Perception is reality. If everybody thinks that you can kick their ass, no, no one's going to mess with you. And my life certainly changed when I came back. For, honestly, the day I won the British Championship for amateur wrestling, my life changed. No one messed with me after that. Not a single person. Life changed after that. So, but I came into wrestling with a black belt in judo. So there was still an aid of that, but that just took it to the absolute next level. So if you can kind of, if you're, you know, I don't know what age you guys are, but if you're younger, amateur wrestling is a great place to start. Judo is a great place to start. Jiu-jitsu is a great place to start. These things, gymnastics is a great place to start. Even dancing is a great place to start. Like These physical activities are, are going to prepare you so well for professional wrestling. You'll take things from, from these situations and think, man, I'm, I, wish I'd, I, you know, I wish I'd done more of that. Like I find that for judo helped me so much. It helped me take the professional wrestling like a duck to water 
because it just there were so many similar principles because the basics of learning pro wrestling as a trainee there was so much crossover with what I'd already done not only that I was able to defend myself if anything ever went south in a match or someone wanted to try their luck against me or anything like that you know there were things that I could do so having a physical martial art under your belt not only gives you some experience of you know doing something difficult and overcoming some difficulty but it's it's actually very useful mentally for giving you an edge so people won't mess with you because trust me if people think they can mess with you they will mess with you uh, I'm just looking in the comments now and Fearless520 says every time I hear the phrase this isn't ballet in relation to pro wrestling uh, I kind of chuckle there are actually a lot of similarities between the two I absolutely agree with you if you speak to anyone that's ever done ballet it's actually a very physically grueling activity indeed and it is not for the faint of heart and I, I actually tend to agree with you it is a very uh, it is a very poor uh, poor choice of um, comparison but uh, it is one that is often made. But yes, I think to be honest with you, the truth is like I enjoy doing these podcasts because they allow me to to rant on and to 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 rave on and kind of you guys seem to get something out of it as well. And I really appreciate you listening, especially late at night. I'll give you an example about the mentality side of things. Like for me, like I made a promise to myself that I would do podcasts consistently. And obviously you guys know I had the WS tour, so I had to reschedule last week's episode and I said I would do it today, but I was kind of exhausted from the tour and yesterday I actually had a personal best in the gym, which was a huge mental boost for me. I did a 190 kilo deadlift, which is 420 pounds. So that was a huge win for me. But um, I was exhausted today, you know, so, but but I said I'd be here. You know, so even though it's this time at night, I'm here, and uh, there we go. So if you make a commitment, you gotta be there. That's part of the mental aspect of it as well. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of what else is really important in terms of your mental preparation. But I have to say, the uh, being able to handle yourself is certainly going to give you an edge in a lot of situations. You know. Um, that that's I have absolutely no reg- regrets about that. It was time well spent. So even no matter what age you are, if you want to get into pro wrestling, you don't have a pro wrestling school near you, get into a physical martial art and start learning. Um, and it doesn't matter what age you are, just start. And then what you need to do is save up some money and look into what it's going to take to go somewhere else. Like my advice, if you're in a place where you're going, well, actually, I don't have the option to move I don't have the option to, I won't get a visa to go elsewhere or something like that. You know what I would do? If I was in that situation where I was in a country where I couldn't go to a training school, what I would do is save up money and go to Lance Storm's training school for three months and have an intensive course there. That's exactly what I would do. So to the person who said that, I would save up some cash. I would start a physical martial art. And when you're the right age or you get, uh, or it's time, you know, when you get the time, time off or whenever the time, whenever you can create the opportunity for yourself, don't wait too long. Just take your money that you've saved, jump on a plane, go to Canada and train at Landstorms Academy or apply to train there. That would be my advice if you're in that situation. But it's a very good question. Um, so Warhood says, speaking of mental preparation, I know, I know you said you were going to do an episode uh, on wrestling your first match 
Uh, I think maybe you experienced anxiety during your lead up with Kurt Angle. Is that true? How do you deal with that? You know, I think it would be good to do an episode on what it's like to wrestle some, a world class athlete like Kurt Angle. Because that was a crazy situation for me. 2016. Let me take you there, right? So I'm not that experienced at the time. I've been on shows. When I wrestled Kurt Angle, it was actually the three year anniversary of me being on shows, which is actually very early in your career for that to be happening. So when that happened, it was very early on. There were a lot of people who didn't want me to have that opportunity. There were a lot of people who felt like they deserved that opportunity more than me. Um, and sorry, the dogs at the door are going nuts here. There were a lot of people who thought they deserved uh, the opportunity more than me. And, you know, maybe some people might argue that they did, but the opportunity was available to me. And you got to take opportunities when they're there. And there's a fly in the room now, and it's annoying me. I don't know if you guys can see it or not. But uh, I've just noticed it now. Um, but yeah, the anxiety was huge, you know, because I was in a situation where everyone was wanting me to fail. Um, I feel like I hadn't been delivering the performances that I'd wanted to. At that point in my life, I was still working at my day job. And it was actually then that I left my day job and went full-time in pro wrestling. Because I thought to myself, you know, if getting a main event, getting a pay-per-view main event match with Kurt Angle, where Jim Ross and Jim Cornette are calling the action, isn't a sign that maybe it's time to go full-time, then I don't know what is. So actually that match, I think that's probably um, the first really good match that I had, you know, because um, obviously Kurt's at such a, such a high level, he was able to get that performance out of me and I feel like it changed from that day, I feel like that was a real turning point for me. Um, but I will do an episode on not only my first match, but what it was like to wrestle Kurt Angle and how to deal with that situation. Because to be honest with you, what I've realized is we're all human beings. Everyone in this business, we're all human beings. And that's something to remember as well is, you know, you, you obviously need to know your place as a trainee. When it comes to the mental aspect of it, you really do think of it like the military. Think that when you go there, think that you're... Think of it like you're in the military and you're in the lowest possible position and to work your way up, you've got to be setting up the ring, you've got to be there early, you've got to have the right attitude and all these things. That's probably the best way to approach it, but don't let people kind of take advantage of you. You know, there, as I said, there are some bad people in the industry who will take advantage of people like that. So just make sure you don't get yourself caught up in this situation. So it's good to know even just to know some veterans in the business or someone that you trust outside of the business, you can kind of let them know what's going on if, if anything you know ever happens that seems suspect or whatever. But just always have your wits about you for that such, uh, for that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, go in with like this mentality of that you're kind of you need to work your way up and you need to earn your spot and you need you basically need to take a spot from somebody else. But what I will say is, I get nervous all the time. Every match, you know, I, I, I really struggle with nerves. I did with music, I get crazy nervous before stuff. But when I walk out, I know you can't really see it sometimes. You know, it's just like you just turn it on and you become somebody else. And there is an element of fake it till you make it. Like, I didn't feel ready when I faced Kurt Angle, but I knew that I had to take that opportunity. Who's going to judge me for taking that opportunity, you know? I didn't feel ready for my first WWE tryout when it was in 2013. You never feel ready. The truth is, you only become 
really good at professional wrestling by facing the absolute best wrestlers out there. You know, you don't you you get better by facing people who are better than you and getting feedback from them and learning from them and stuff like that. So a lot of it is kind of trial and error. But there's a lot of fake it till you make it as well. When you get into pro wrestling, don't think to yourself, you know, you need to be amazing from day one. No one's expecting you to be amazing from day one. Apologies, I'm just going to have another quick drink. And in terms of the mentality, I told you guys, I was going to put my money where my mouth is. I was going to... Even though I'm in the spot that I am, I'm not going to take anything for granted. And I'm going to approach this like I would as if I was a trainee. And that's why now, you know, I had a match uh, the other night that didn't go brilliantly for me. I'm, I made some mistakes. So usually what I would do is get annoyed at myself, but go, no, I can't show weakness. And uh, take myself out of the situation and just be annoyed at myself. But I was like, no, I need to humble myself here. And basically spoke to an industry veteran about, you know, what can I do to improve this situation? And then the next night, I had a much, I had a great match the next night. Well, in my opinion, it was a very good match. I was very happy with it, you know, but it's subjective. But I feel having that attitude allowed me to pull it around the next day. But having that trainee mentality, and that's the thing I'm trying to have. So you guys can kind of go on this journey with me. And again, last night in the gym. Me and my girlfriend are doing deadlifts, and I was like, to be honest with you, my, de- I haven't, my lifts were never really like that impressive for my weight, but last night I was like, to hell with it, I'm going for it. And we strapped up my wrists and we just did it, you know? And it's But it's having that visualization in your mind that I'm going to push myself. You have to have the mentality of you're always pushing yourself out your comfort, out your comfort zone. And it's just this feeling of, I think to achieve success in professional wrestling, you need to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's kind of the main point of this whole episode, is don't get into professional wrestling thinking it's going to be a holiday and it's going to be fun and games. Understand that when you get into this, chance the problem is you're going to see wrestling for exactly what it is. You're going to see its best parts, And you're going to see its worst parts that you don't necessarily get to see as a fan. So that's one trade-off. You need to make a deal with the devil when you get into this business because when you get into the business, you've got to understand that once you step over that barrier, it's really difficult to come back. To be honest with you, just again, because I was trying to balance the amateur wrestling and the pro wrestling at the same time, I didn't enjoy it for such a long time. I wasn't as passionate about it as a should have been for such a long time because of the pressure that was on my shoulders. I was just trying to stay above water. And 2018 was just such a hard year for me. You know, that's why this year I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to put any uh, limits on myself or I'm not going to put the pressure on myself and saying, I must work for this company or I must be signed or I must do that or I must have this title because these things are at my control. My New Year's resolution this year was I'm going to be the best professional wrestler that I can possibly be. And my anxiety just just dissipates because the competition at the end of the day is with yourself. It's not with the people that you're wrestling with because that's something about wrestling as well is that 
a lot of people will get opportunities they do not deserve. There will be people who deserve opportunities that do not get them. There will be people who are rotten, but because they're friends with the right people, and even though they have nothing to offer, will be in prominent positions. There are people who are amazing, but will never get the chance that they should because, you know, they're not in with the right people. Me, personally, I tend to believe that the cream always rises to the top. So these things tend to be temporary. But what I mean is, you may be in a situation in the training school and somebody gets an opportunity ahead of you and you're like, well, why is that happening? Instead of doing that, put the onus on yourself and say, well, maybe I should have just been undeniable. You know, If you put the onus on yourself, you are taking away the anxiety of that situation. If you go, you know what? That happened, it's happened. I wanted that opportunity, I didn't get it, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take myself to the next level. And if I don't get the opportunity the next time, I'm going to take myself to an even higher level. And then this thing that happened ages ago will be so far in the distance and you'll have had 10 bigger and better opportunities that have come your way because you've become even better. That is the best way to deflect any career disappointment is to just be better. As long as you have a desire to be better and your mentality and your approach to pro wrestling is that of you're always trying to improve, that is being humble. If you can approach pro wrestling with that humble mentality, good things are going to happen. I'm not where I want to be, but I know, I know for a fact that if I, if I get in great shape, if I get better ring gear, if I have better matches, if I just, if I build my brand, if I consistently podcast, if I kind of build up my audience, if I do all these things, good things are always going to happen might not be today might not be tomorrow again this is something that Gary V's always preaching which is patience you do need to have a bit of patience something that William Regal told me actually was like you know for everything that you have you have no patience because there was a point in I think 2014 where I was like you know I just really want to get signed and stuff like that and that advice he gave me then in 2014 change my life man because I'm not going to go and you know ask major organizations to sign me it is my job to go away and make myself the hottest free agent in professional wrestling that's my goal and see when instead of looking at it like again the, the idea of mentality is how you look at things if I look at things with this kind of half uh, half glass, sorry, glass half full mentality, which is I could say, oh, I'm disappointed that I didn't get signed or anything like that. You know, I'm going, no. I'm excited that I have the potential to push myself to become a certain caliber of professional wrestler that's going to be undeniable. I have the ability to do that. All I have to do is put in the work. Now I'm getting excited about the prospect of actually doing the work, you know, and it's a scary thing to say, you know, the weird thing is when you say, I'm going to do all these things and there are absolutely no guarantees that good things will happen as a, a result of it. But I just know, and the universe just has a way of putting these things in your path. If you approach things with positivity, I do know it's a guarantee. If I improve all these things, only good things are going to happen. Even if I don't get a you know, huge contract offer or something like that, what I will get is more bookings and more fans and a bigger brand. You know, 
And then it's just like, but that's still positivity. I'll be healthier. I'll be stronger. I'll be more satisfied in my career. You know, only good things are going to happen. Folks, pro wrestling, being a pro wrestler is one of the, the biggest privileges that you could ever have is to, because as I said, even though there are dark parts of this business, this is it's still a great business. And to me, it's the best form of entertainment in this world today and that's why I got that's why I got into it. You can express yourself in so many different ways in this business, from your matches to your promos, to your wrestling gear, to your your entrances, to your uh your social media. There's so many ways that you can express yourself that you just don't you just got so many limitations with film and TV and X, Y, and Z and everything else. But with wrestling it's just so open. It's such a young industry as well. There are so many opportunities and who knows which direction the business is gonna go in. It is just there's never been a more amazing time to get into professional wrestling and now with the internet and these tools and all these resources like I'm saying you back in the day you'd have to go and speak to Arnold Schwarzenegger or read about what he was saying in a magazine but now I'm saying you can go and watch this thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger does you can go and watch uh, you know these Gary V videos and stuff like that they're right there on YouTube you have the tools right at your fingertips to achieve your dreams you can learn all you need to learn about health and fitness and nutrition you can learn from either about pro wrestling from either from listening to this podcast or from somebody else i learned loads from listening to stone cold and chris jericho talking about the business on their podcast that was invaluable listening to podcasts early on in my career it helped so much so i'm saying you got the resources there more so than any generation ever before there's more people getting signed now than ever before there's more opportunities in this business than ever before there has never been a better time to get into professional wrestling and if all these people that are doing it can do it then why can't you you know when i was a kid i never thought i'd be capable of doing this my dad said to me he said uh you know one day you could get a black belt and i genuinely told him i was like no Getting your black belt isn't for people like me. I remember I was at uni and I used to get crappy grades. And I said, no, no, dad, dad, A's and B's aren't for people like me, you know? And in the end, I got a first because I met a whole bunch of friends who actually said, no, you can. It's not about, you know, you're born with this intelligence. It's actually just about working really hard and here's how you do it. And then it happened. You know, I never thought I could do that. I've been so lucky have done so many things in my life that I just never thought possible. See, saying these words, it makes me realize that, you know, maybe I shouldn't be afraid to have these huge dreams because I've already done so many things in my life that I just never thought possible. Why can't I try other things that I never thought possible, you know? Folks, if you are in a situation where you've got the resources and the time and the passion to do these things, then you must go and do it approach it with the right mentality be humble be respectful manage your look after yourself manage yourself if you know you get anxious if you know that you 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 get afraid or you get overwhelmed think about how am i going to deal with this how am i going to take the anxiety away how, even if i do suffer from these things if these things are going to happen i'll tell you what let's accept that to a degree but let's do what we can do to take care of what we can control 
Like, let's get ourselves in the best possible shape before we go. Let's study as much as many matches as we can before we go, so we're in the right frame of mind. Let's let's make sure that the diet's been on point. Let's make sure that we've had enough sleep. Let's make sure that we're in the best possible condition. We give ourselves the best possible chance to succeed. Because if you do all these things, folks, actually, this is the second time in this podcast this has happened right now. I need to follow my own advice. If I'd have done that on, what was it, Friday or whatever it was, then I would have had the type of match that I wanted to have. You, all you can do is control the things that you can control. The things that you can't control, don't even worry about them. They will just unfold how they unfold and how you react to that is what you can control. You're going to get bad news from time to time. You're going to get disappointments all throughout your career. It's going to be a hard journey, but how are you going to deal with that? Are you just going to accept that this is your situation or are you going to push through it and are you going to make sure that you achieve your dreams? One thing that's really helped me in my life is when something that, if something really terrible happens in my life, and we've all had really terrible things happen in our lives, but if something really terrible happens in my life, what I do is I say, okay, this happened in my life and it's happened now. But what I'm going to do is because this happened, I'm going to work so much harder in this area that when I look back, I'll know that all these good things never would have happened unless that bad thing happened. So, for example, I broke my leg in 2006, maybe? Maybe 2007? No, 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 it was later than that. I think it was 2009, actually. Probably like in 2008 or 2009, something like that. Do you know what? I'm talking nonsense. I do think it was 2009. However, I think uh, I think it was 2009 I broke my leg. And I remember that's when I was going into my final year of uni. And I'd broken my leg so badly, I was depressed. And I was like, you know what? Because my leg's broken, I'm going to get a first. And I was on track by that point. Because I'd been learning from my friends and all that to get a 2-1. But I was like, no. I'm going to dedicate every single spare second I've got of every day to getting a first. I don't know why, but I'm just going to do it. Because I will look back. And if I get a first, I will be glad that I broke my leg because I'll know that if I hadn't broken my leg, I would never have got my first class honours degree. And that's how you got to handle disappointments and failure because even folks at every level in the game, you will get disappointments and failures. Like I say, I had, my point is, so I, I failed in my eyes in one of my matches recently. So what I needed to do was work even harder. And the next match I had, I knocked out of the park because I approached it with the right mentality. Then when I got home, like I said, we went to the gym, I did that personal best on deadlift. It's how you approach these failures. And that's what I've learned is failure isn't necessarily bad. You know, again, this is what Gary Vee talks about. Failure is what you need to learn from. Actually, to be honest with you, just go ahead and subscribe to his stuff. It is so good. Like, I follow it, I listen to it most days. Because it really, it just helps me get in the right frame of mind. Again, folks, if you want to do professional wrestling as a hobby, I'm probably not the best person to ask. I still urge you to do it because you need to know for yourself if you could do it or if you can't do it or whatever. You don't want to go to the grave with regret. But I'm talking to you as if this is, you want to make this a career. Um, James says, currently dealing with medical issues and trying to keep motivated. As I said, I don't want to... Um, 
pry into your situation. But if your medical issues are preventing you from professional wrestling training, just remember there's always other things that you can be doing to be involved with the business. Um, if you're able to go to shows and kind of help out and stuff like that, that can always be an option. Even if you're not able to go to shows, there's always, you know, you can write articles, you can, there's so many things that you can do to be involved with the business of professional wrestling. Um, I'm sorry to hear about your medical issues though, and I do hope that they, um, that they work themselves out. I really do. Um, my heart goes out to, that I've been fairly fortunate with, with health. And uh, my heart goes out to anyone that does have health issues that are holding them back. Um, uh, I'm just having a look at the comments there just before we go. Uh, I think we kind of tackled everything. I think I'm going to wrap this up now. But um, I just want to thank everyone for coming. If you wouldn't mind, folks, please go to youtube.com forward slash Joe Hendry and subscribe. That's uh, probably one of the main ways you can support me right now. Another way is to go to henryshop.com. So if someone could please do me a favor and type those links into the chat. As I said, it's youtube.com forward slash Joe Hendry. Go ahead and subscribe to that. Um, and if someone could also type in henryshop.com, uh, go check that out as well. Uh, or if you're able to, uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you can link that to your Twitch Prime and you can support the channel for free. It throws $3.50 our way um, and but it doesn't cost you anything. Or you can subscribe to the channel if you're able to do so as well, which is hugely appreciated. But I just want to thank everyone for joining. If you're on the audio uh, version of the podcast, please do subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or whatever it is that you're on. Um, and yeah. Thanks very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Again, guys, I'm on this journey with you guys. So I'm I'm going back to this training mentality. This episode was all about um, mental health and the mentality of approaching professional wrestling and the realities of what it entails. Um, and I just want to thank you very much for listening. Um, so, yes, before I go, the other one, the other link was uh, just answer that question. The link was henryshop.com. That was the other one. Thank you. Um, James is saying that his medical issues should be fixed in February. So that's always awesome to hear. Um, for those of you watching live, I really appreciate it. Remember, uh, you can catch us live every week. Um, I will probably announce a set time and date that we're going to be doing this stuff every week. I might keep it to Mondays, but I'll let you guys know when a decision is made on that ASAP. But thanks so much for listening. Um, we've got the next episode of the Joe Henry Show live with uh, Jabicus and Dave Conrad this Wednesday as well. Um, but again, thank you so much for listening. Check out the my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Joe Henry. Go subscribe. Uh, you can see a lot of the entrance videos there. Um, try to build that up, so I'd really appreciate that. All right, folks, I shall see you next time.